In episode six, enjoy this delightful conversation with Elena Love. Elena calls herself an oracle of divine love, and she shares that the path of spiritual growth and divine connection is available to all of us, even if we feel like a hot ass mess. She shares her struggles in stepping more fully into her intuition. She calls the modern spiritual journey the toughest game in the universe, but believes it is well worth playing. Her wisdom and insights and huge heart are an inspiration. Hello, friends. This is Lisa Wade, and I am so excited that you're joining us for another edition of Dirt Road Divinity, the scenic route of the soul. Today, I am so happy to be joined by new friend, and I'm thinking longtime soul sister, (laughs) (laughs) who has had, you've had your own fascinating journey uh, with the divine embracing, living into all that that means. And it hasn't necessarily been uh, a a paved in gold kind of path. Not at all. Gotten a little messy and a little hard, but you're a trooper and here you are strong and powerful and shining your light in the world and helping others to do the same. And I am so excited that you're here. You're so sweet. Thank you. I'm so, so happy to be here with you. And I'm so glad that we connected at the first conversation we had. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, we're definitely soul sisters. (laughs) I think I even said to you, like, we're going to do lots of work together. (laughs) I just knew it. And I am looking forward to that. Me too. (laughs) You know, I went and um, did did a did a little stalking. I'll admit on your business page, Elena Love. And one of the things that jumped out to me immediately was how you described yourself as an oracle of divine love. And I just went, oh, oh, that feels so juicy and yummy, and I love that. And what the hell does that mean? to be an oracle of divine love? So I started my journey um, as an intuitive and then that moved as I started to expand my gifts and, and download more of my gifts. I realized, okay, I'm not just an intuitive, I'm also a channel. And then I realized that there was also energies coming through. And so it's not just that I'm channeling messages, I'm channeling healing, I'm channeling frequencies. And I also open portals to other dimensions and timelines and collapsing. And so I was like, well, what word encapsulates all of this and it's an oracle and I realized um, I connected with um, a book by a woman named Mama Zogby about the Sibyls and the Sibyls were ancient oracles and priestesses in like pre-Roman times and I was like that's it I'm a priestess and an oracle and it was a long journey to get there (laughs) it's a long journey to be able to own that and to be able to open up to that but you know, now I really feel like I stand in it and it's just beautiful to just be open. I think you might be open conduit, speak through you and, and to just move through you. I love that. I love that. Oh no. (laughs) Just a little technical. There we go. (laughs) Uh, Too much energy. Too much energy. (laughs) It will happen. You start blowing light bulbs. Fortunately, you're outside. You're not going to blow the sun. So (laughs) we're all good. We're all good. (laughs) So one of the things that that I love just in reading a a little bit that you've shared about your story is 
you've been through some shit. I mean, you, you know, three near death experiences, having to deal with health challenges that have been significant. I know just in our conversations, there have been some some relationship challenges that maybe, you know, would have had an effect of shutting you down rather than helping you bloom. Um, you've been through it. And yes. you talk about being a hot ass mess and still being on the path. Yes. Tell because, me about it. You know, I, I've been a seeker. I've been on the spiritual journey since 2008, I would say. I probably, I, I've been a seeker my whole life, but seriously, since 2008. And I would look at these videos and these coaches and they would have these beautiful setups and offices. And, and I have three kids, five, three, and one. And, you know, for the last year, I'd have spit up on my shoulder. There'd be a baby crying in the background. You know, somebody is always fighting. And I was like, you know, and then on top of that, my own health stuff, my own mental health issues, my own sensitivities, because as my spiritual gifts started to expand, guess what? I got really sensitive to fabrics and clothing and chemicals and people and <laughs> energy. And, and I just said, you know what? I... I know that what I have to offer is what people are praying for. Mm. I know that I have these gifts because they need to be shared. And my gift really at the very, very base of it is that I see you the way the heart of God sees you. And I know that people need that. People mm. need that. And I, it was a choice. I could either decide to shutter my light until my kids were old enough to be somewhere and to be, you know, away, or I could just let you into my mess and say, you know what? I still have light for you. I still have gifts for you. And you know what? Even in your mess, even in the midst of whatever it is you're going through, you still have gifts to give. Now, the caveat that I give with that though, is you do also have to be responsible with your own healing. You know, you can't just say, you know, oh, I'm a hot ass mess. I'm just going to go out here and, you know, and bleh, <laughs> you know, just give it all away. Because I think that there are a lot of people who do that as well. They are not processing their own stuff. And so because they're so busy giving to other people. And what I have found for me is when I am true to my path and my healing, I attract people who need the medicine that I just got for myself. So literally I work with a group of women um, who I call my loves, my lovies. And, you know, we, it is amazing to me. I never know, we get together once a week. I never know what the message is gonna be. I never know what the download is gonna be. But like with this full moon in Pisces, yesterday I was literally in the fetal position in the bed. My body was like shutting down. I was in pain. I was like a weepy, sobby mess. And I just knew I'm like, I'm purging and I'm processing. But through talking with my coach and then talking with one of my clients, I realized, oh, this Pisces full moon is pulling up all of these soul wounds, these these, you know, that last little bit at the bottom of your heart that you've just sort of tucked away and been like, no, I dealt with that two years ago. And for me, it was, I was angry with God. Yeah. I was angry with God after, because I'm like, I have been through so much. I have sacrificed so much. I have been obedient. Why don't I have the things that I want? And in talking with my coach, I realized it's light worker rage 
that I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about yeah. that. Light worker rage is I have sacrificed everything for the light. I have come here to be the light, to embody the light. I have walked away from family. I have walked away from friends, relationships. I have just, you know, gone through it for the promise of heaven on earth. Now, damn it, where is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? And it's just this, this thing that we as light workers, I think, say, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. But we also have to deal with the fact that our human side doesn't like it, doesn't understand it, doesn't understand why things don't happen the way we think they should and when they think they should and why the world is going crazy when we know that the light is won. And so it was just this, like, I I literally called in my angels and guides and was like, we got to have a come to Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Because I was so angry. One of the things that has been challenging for me is that I'm Mm self-taught you know I didn't have a mentor or a teacher I've had coaches along the way in different phases of my life but I didn't have someone who said oh I identify you as an oracle as a channel this is the path these are the challenges you know it's the shaman's journey and we're taking these journeys without a teacher, without a mentor. Whereas in ancient societies, we would have been brought into the temple. We would have been brought, you know, to the shaman and raised by them so that we would know and understand our gifts. We don't have that now. We have each other. And so, you know, for me, the the most recent episode was that, you know, I was seeing this guy and I'm hearing his inner self and I'm hearing how he feels about me but yet he's not showing up that way. And I was like, either it's gonna be right or it's not. Like, I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this. I'm not gonna create, because what it was doing was creating confusion for me about my gifts. Yep. Oh, sister, I've been there. In terms of you trust, you hear, you trust, you, you feel, but yet there's a part of us that wants to wants to see the best in other people or because we're seeing and connecting with the soul, often yes. we're connecting with the soul more than they're connecting with the soul in their yes. own experience. And that yes. can be so hard, you know, when we're like, but you're right there. You're right there. You're right there. And I, exactly. yes, I so yes. hear how that can be painful. Yes. And- And so frustrating because, you know, I was just confused because this is not the first time. And I'd gotten to a place where I was like, you know, I connect with a part of them that they're not in, they're not conscious of. And I get that. But this time (laughs) it felt like he was conscious of it Mm -hmm. and we were dreaming together. And that's what I realized that now because i'm embodying more of my higher self i was we were dreaming this next phase of our lives together even though we won't be sharing that in the physical wow yeah yeah and when i realized that and and really the last i would say last night and today has just been this like unfolding 
for me of our soul's relationship and how we do this for each other every lifetime. We come into each other's lives after we've been on very difficult assignments, you know, divine assignments, and we help each other to heal and to dream the next phase of our lives. And so, you know, now I have nothing but gratitude and love and, you know, peace. But the human side of me was like, I want him. (laughs) (laughs) And I want him to be the him that I know in here. Yeah. You know, so... We really are navigating many, many worlds at once. And when you're doing it with no guidebook, with no guidance, you know, and then running in the background, because for me, someone who I would say I've always been intuitive to some extent, but not very conscious of it until probably the last really conscious, like it's been blaring the last two years. Mm-hmm. But before that, it was just the subtle stuff. And so in the back of my mind was always, what if I'm schizophrenic? What yes. if this is mental illness? Because in my family, that's what being spiritually gifted, because they were not awake, you know, was equated to. This is mental illness. And so when you have that, am I crazy? Am I, you know, am I, am I just making this up? You know, when you don't have that uh, support to really count to anchor yourself in and your gifts in then you're really floating adrift and that's why I started my group because I didn't want anybody else to have to go through this I wanted women and and I do work with some men one-on-one but they're not really part of the group yet Mm -hmm. um men if you're out there you're welcome um but we I wanted to help support people as they open up to their spiritual gifts, as their heart opens, as their soul opens, and they open up to this whole different dimension and way of being that we're not taught. We've never been taught. And so, um, you know, it's really beautiful to see how when you're committed to the work, how you can just unfold. And it's not easy. But what I learned was that I don't have to suffer in it. Yeah. Just because I'm feeling doesn't mean I have to suffer and it doesn't have to be prolonged. I can move through it quickly when I'm willing to face it. Yes. It's when I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to look at that. Ooh, I don't want to look. (laughs) Hang on and just take longer to get through. And I I so appreciate that you mentioned the aspect of, of support or lacking support or how so often we have to create our own support. Um, you know, living in, in Oklahoma, one of the reasons I was guided to do this program, the, the Dirt Road Divinity, was to help people see that there are other paths to the divine. And I think you may have frozen up. And if you did and you can hear me, you might need to call back in. I don't know. Um, but that there are other paths to the divine and they might not look like some neat little box that we learned in Sunday school when we were when we were a kid, that it can be a different road, it can be a different path and that that's okay. I'll be honest, when I got the push to, to do this, this live program, I felt a little bit like being thrown to the wolves. She must have lost connection. She'll jump back on, I'm sure. Felt a little bit like I was being thrown to the wolves and wondering, oh, geez, if we start talking about these things, is the crazy, you know, moniker going to be thrown? Are people going to think whatever? And what I found instead is that the people who reach out see some part of themselves in the conversations that we have. It's like, 
through showing a, a variety or a diversity of different paths to the divine, of different dances with the divine, um, different ways of interacting with that, with that spiritual sides of, side of ourselves, that we actually have an opportunity to see ourselves as part of you know, the, the bigger picture or see how we're navigating spirit as part of a bigger picture. And so that's why I love having people on the program who, who come from a very different, you know, different perspective and have different things to share. Hey, you're back. Overheated. It's your phone overheated before. <laughs> Your energy is high today. For sure. <laughs> it wasn't a matter of blowing light bulbs. You're just going to overheat the phone. <laughs> got like Captain Marvel hands. <laughs> I love it. I was like, what is happening? Oh, my God. <laughs> sorry. So sorry. Hey, I just kept flapping my jaw. <laughs> I was like, she'll be back. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> but what, what I was saying was that the, the idea that sometimes it does feel like a lonely path and we have to create kind of our own circle. And when I got the divine nudge to do even just this, you know, Facebook live programming, um, the part of it was to help people see that there's not just one path or one way of interacting with the divine or, or one way for a spiritual journey to look, <clears throat> but instead there's a whole lot of different ways. And maybe we might see some part of our journey in somebody else's story. But I kind of felt like I was being thrown to the wolves too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. what I have realized is that God is God individually for all of us. Mm. And so when someone says, this is what God is, they're telling you their God, their version. And for me, you know, I refer to God as she because more than most times, mm. I hear a woman's voice speaking to me, but that's because I feel like God knows that I need a mother. Yep. You know? And so God is so loving and concerned about us that she individualizes her experience of herself for us. And, you know, and I think we really do each other a disservice when we say there is only one path or a few paths because there are as many paths as there are pe people, beings, because yep. we we live in an infinite creation with an infinite creator. And so the, the but the main thread is love. Absolutely. That's, Absolutely. that's what it comes down to. It's love. And, and when I really started, I, I'll tell you my first experience. I, it had been just a really tough time. I had left California, left my husband, um, went to live with my mom that blew up really badly. And I was living in an empty rental unit unit. It was a home I owned, but my tenant had just moved out and I was so traumatized that I was literally sitting in the, in the walk-in closet in the master bedroom. I would wake up and I would go sit in the closet because I just couldn't, I just couldn't, I was so traumatized. And I heard God's voice. You stop being so hard on yourself and you let yourself have a good life. Oof. right and I got chills just saying it and I was like what <laughs> yeah. you stop being so hard on yourself and you have a good life mm -hmm. and that was the beginning of really my path to becoming an oracle and opening up and really re 
establishing my relationship with God. Because for me, who had been this little girl who loved church, because I always felt God there, I used to cry in church. And my mom was like, why are you sad? I'm not sad. I'm not sad. Like, happy tears. Don't you feel it? Don't you feel God everywhere? And to go from that to wondering if God was even real. Mm-hmm. You know, I really went through a, a, a very long period where my prayers weren't being answered. I was still praying, but I wasn't sure if anybody was hearing. Yeah. And, you know, being really caught up in these thought viruses, one, that God is not real, two, that nothing is real. You know, I think that one is a, a particularly dangerous one. But when I had that experience, it shifted everything everything. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, you read people and it was just like, oh, my life got better overnight. I wanted that. It didn't happen. (laughs) But I got my foundation. I started to rebuild my foundation. And what I realized was that by losing my ex, by losing my mother and my mother's side of the family, I gave up false idols. I gave up the people that I was trying to please so that I could see myself being reflected in their light, in their love. They just aren't capable. They just were never going to be able to do that for me. And God knew that and saw that, you know, because I'm a Capricorn and I am who I am, I would have just to the death, to the death, I would have just hung in there. Yep. And, but God made it so uncomfortable for me that I had no choice. I felt like I had no choice. We always have choices, but I felt like I had no choice. But in that process, I found myself. I found yeah. God. I found real love, which is me, you know? And now I'm able to reflect that light back to my clients, you know, in the grocery store, wherever I am. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's still things about myself that I'm working through and healing and, you know, and I tell people like, I'm not perfect. You know, I talk to my clients about what I'm struggling with, what I'm going through, because I never want anyone to, I know what it's like to feel like you're the only one who is not getting it right. Yeah. And it's just not true. We're all doing the very best we can with what we know. And one of the things that came out of that experience was realizing how powerful the ego is. You know, I went to a retreat in Mexico and I'm sitting on a pyramid and I'm hearing my, my higher self download to me. The ego is very powerful magic. And only, only <laughs> the soul of that ego can change it. So when you're talking to people's egos, they don't even hear you because the ego will, what I started to find when I started to really seriously get into like the throes of awakening, if someone would say something to me that was beyond what my ego could comprehend or would let in, it would sound like Charlie Brown. Yep. And I would say, you know, can you say that again? Wouldn't matter. Wouldn't matter. Could not hear it. And so when I'm going, when I'm going, baby, I'm not going to let you outside. You don't have clothes on. That's my five-year-old. <laughs> Our last conversation. I saw naked butt. It was great. Yes. <laughs> was yes. Like, there. Not yours. Yes. Just... <laughs> I love it. Life, life stays real. Wherever you are. Path. 
you know, and that's the thing with life right now. It's not like we can go hang out in some cave on the top of a mountainside, like they, you know, the monks did back in the day. Yeah. This, this is like real life, you know, I mean, trying to mystery embody, school. Yeah. Embody mystery school, but yes. without being cloistered. It's yes. where we're dealing with all the energies, all the 3D challenges, all the people who can be yes. challenged, our own thoughts and our own ego. Yes. You know, navigating all of this. Yep. My guides have called this the toughest game in the universe. This is the toughest game in the universe to wake up from duality, to wake up from separation while being a householder, while being a parent, while being an entrepreneur. Because I tell people, you think being an entrepreneur is in a spiritual journey? I got news for you. Yep. It mm -hmm. totally is. Totally yes. is. And then especially if you're trying to do a spiritual business, because it's you, you are outing yourself. <laughs> All that Hello. stuff that we yep. did as monks and as nuns in cloistered communities, you know, in other lifetimes, we're doing now in front of the world, in front of the internet, in front of our children, you know, and we're saying, this is who I am. I am an oracle of divine love. I am a priestess of the goddess, you know, and this is what I came here to embody. And guess what? I still fuck up. Amen. <laughs> you know, I'm not perfect. I still have money stuff. I still have relationship stuff. But the difference is, is that I'm showing up for it now. I'm oh. not just letting it run in the background. I'm facing it and I'm facing it with love and not judgment. Oh. And that's the difference. That's yeah. the difference. And to me, you know, I, when I first got into when I first heard about awakening, it was like, oh, when you wake up, you just, everything is better. Your relationships are better. And like, ah, oh. and like, that just has not been my experience yet. Yet, maybe yet. we'll get there. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I have more peace with myself. Uh, I have more love for myself. I am kinder to myself. And I understand what I can control and what I can't. Literally this morning, I was like, I will not fight the wave. I will not fight. I will not, I will not entangle myself in the how I will flow with ease and grace with the how, and I will focus on the what, mm. because I know the what is assured. I love that. that. You know, because what I, one of the downloads that I got was we choose where we go. The creator decides how we get there. So <laughs> you can decide, you know, this is the next logical step for me. But how you get there will maybe complete chaos. <laughs> and it's about navigating when it doesn't look, because we want things to be very A, B, C, D. And that's just not how creation works. That's not how vibrations align. So, Being you know, it's stuck about, in that logical mind aspect can be such a weird prison. And, and when it doesn't work out, you know, and not allowing our heart you know, or, or our soul, however you want to think about it, to have that creative, you know, feminine dance, you know, <laughs> element of that creation too, when it's all stuck up here. Yes. Ah, it's very constricting. But it that's is. how our society is created is, okay, strategic plan. And here we go. And here's the to-do list and dot, 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 dot. And aha. Yeah. Well, and you know what else is really, really terrible about that? We are taught that this is what success is, right? And now we're in a place where the energy doesn't support that. Yeah. So you can follow that plan all day long, but if you don't know how to flow, you are going to be very frustrated. 
very, very frustrated because, you know, I have, I have times where I'm like, I, I want to do a live. Don't have anything to talk about. Okay. I know I have a group session coming up. Don't have anything to talk about, you know, and it literally, there are times when I have to get on, I just have to get on the call and then it will download. Yeah. And if I didn't trust that it would come, if you don't have trust in that flow, you're just going to struggle. Like I'm literally seeing someone just in the ocean, just struggling. Like it's the difference between fighting the current and floating with it. Yeah. That is, that's the struggle. And that's what this full moon is bringing up. I feel like it's just really saying like, who will you serve your heart or your head? Mm-hmm. And for me, like I spent a lot of years serving my head and who it's a, it is, it's a crazy place to be because your head just doesn't know everything. You just can't, you can only know what you know. Right. And so you're basically seeing through the ego's lens, which is a very small, small percentage of reality. Mm-hmm. When I started to realize that we don't live in the reality, we live in a reality and we can choose which reality we choose to reside in. That's when I turned the news off. That's when I limited my access to social media. Like I still don't have a big social media presence just because I literally am so sensitive. I feel the energies. I feel mm-hmm. all of that chaos swirling around. And so I'm like, I just, sometimes I have to step back from it. And so, because I need for my own well-being to be in my own little bubble <laughs> where I create my reality, where, you know, and it works for me. People are kind to me and my children, things fall into place for me. When I start to focus on things that are happening out there, that's when things fall apart. Wow. Yeah. What an important recognition to make. Huge, huge. And, and I feel like that's really, you know, it, it is about finding God. The spiritual journey is about finding God, but it is about honoring God in you, honoring the God that is mm -hmm, the you that God created, right? Not the you that society created. And so to be that, that's to be our unique and divine expression. And so for me, I'm kind of awkward. I'm kind of weird, but I'm also, I can also be really, you know, extroverted and really kind of flirtatious and, you know, and just embracing all of this, like, you know, that is the universe that is me. You know, I exist in a lot of different spaces and dimensions and, and being able to be okay with that and not say I have to be, you know, I, I love that I was talking to a woman yesterday and she was like, oh, you colored your hair. And I said, yeah. And she was like, it's really pretty. And she was like, it's a lot of work. I said, no, not really. I was like, it just really was the, the confidence to be able to do it. I was like, but now I love it. Like, I feel like I'm Punky Brewster. <laughs> so fun. It's so so fun. fun. Yes. And to be able to set, you know, to, to let go of, oh, I'm 43. I should look. Says who? Screw the shoulds. I'm so, so sick of shoulds. Yeah. Let me tell you, I eliminated should and ought to from my vocabulary completely because yeah. I realized it was slavery. It was bondage. Yep. You can't do anything and you can't do anything about the past. All you can do is in this moment. And if I hmm, am present with myself, if I embrace myself, 
then that opens timelines for me where I can be more of that. That opens options for me where I can be more of that. But when I say I should, guess what timeline that opens? <laughs> the timeline where you get to be that should. I don't want to yeah. do that. You know, I think that there's just so much life to experience and so much love in just the simple things that if we can get out of our heads and really be in our hearts, life is magical. It's not easy, yeah. you know? And I think that's really, that's another part of the spiritual journey that I'm learning that I can handle it. You know, I prayed for grace and ease so long for so long because I was like, I'm tired. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of it being hard. I just want things to drop into place for me. And when I stood in my power to be able to face it, to be able to say to myself, honey, you have faced all of these things so far and you've gotten through it. You've survived a hundred percent. Yep. 100%. Yep. Even when you needed to cry, that was okay. You've survived 100%. You'll be able, you can handle the next thing. You can handle the next thing. And that's when I started to recognize the actual grace and ease that was already there. Yep. In the courage and strength that's created when it does feel hard. And we keep moving. Right. And we keep moving. Well, and I think there's also courage in, you know, I think in the the new age community and the, the create your own reality community, there's a lot of this, like, you've got to stay positive. You've got to keep your vibration high. That's just a whole other matrix. Mm. You know, you move from one matrix to the other. When you can flow with how your body is feeling, when you realize your body has its own energetic and emotional system that you get to navigate, when you realize like, Okay, I, like yesterday, if I had said, no, I'm an oracle of divine love, I, I need to be vibrating high, I can't have this breakdown. I wouldn't have had the breakthrough that I had today. I wouldn't have been able to say, you know what? Lightworker rage is a real thing. Lightworker disappointment is a real thing. And when you tap into it, you can open another part of yourself. These barriers we come up to, are just doorways, gateways to other, other parts of our own expansion. And when we deny ourselves that, we keep ourselves small. And then, you know, who knows? Like I have a very big vision for my life. I want to be a wealth creator for other people. I want to be an investor, you know, in other light workers. And I can't do that playing small. Absolutely. So, you know, I think if you, <sighs> yes, the vision will pull you, but compassion, patience, love for yourself. You know, one of the things that I say to myself a lot, what would I say to my client if she was going through this? I would have in, immeasurable compassion for her. Oh, good point. Absolutely. So I give that to myself, you know, and it may just be mind tricks, <laughs> whatever works, but I'm, but I'm happier, but I'm happier. And that's what I realized. This is not about finding a formula. And I think there's a lot of people who are selling a formula. I think that was a stage that we're moving out of. Thankfully, this is about finding your own path for what makes you happy. 
for what fulfills you. And so you pick up a piece from here and you pick up a piece from there and, you know, you let something go and, you know, and it's just this beautiful dance of creating your own mosaic for your own life and for your own self. This beautiful little bird, blue bird just landed in front of me. There's no one size fits all for what that looks like. And even trying to take one and replicate it for someone else still is going to be an uncomfortable fit and being okay with that. Yeah. You You know, I went to Sedona and I think that's why it's so important to be in nature, because if you look in nature, there's no clones in nature. Even when they're clones, they're not clones. You know what I mean? Like they're, everything is unique in nature. And I was at the vortexes and I'm literally, we got into this, we crossed over the state line and I was blubbering just because it felt like the heart of God. It just was, mm-hmm. I was just overcome, overwhelmed with this energy. And as I'm walking and hiking up to the vortexes, I'm, God is speaking to me and telling me, you know, you have not been wounded by your journey. You have not been damaged because I felt very damaged in that moment. You've not been damaged. You've been evolved. Let it evolve you. And this gorgeous little juniper was sitting there because the vortexes twist the trees. They grow in these spirals. And she was like, there is no other juniper tree like me. You know, these, these, these energies didn't damage me. They made me unique and special and I'm gorgeous. And she was so full of herself. If you want to get a dose of self-confidence, talk to a tree. Yep. (laughs) Trees are so like, I'm beautiful. I don't know what you're doing. I don't, I don't know what you think, but like, I am magnificent. Like, I don't (laughs) the trees will tell you the trees will tell you like there is nothing like me Mm -hmm. there is no energy or entity on this earth you know that houses the life that I house that is a home to the beautiful beings that I am home to that gives this gorgeous energy and takes in light and gives back oxygen you know and we're just plants we're just plants, you know, we get caught up in all of this, you know, all of this classification that science has given us, but, you know, we're all just plants and we are watered by love and light and divinity. And when we can recognize ourselves as unique and individual creations, you know, God doesn't make cookie cutter stuff because God is not interested in cookie cutter. God is interested in exploring and experiencing herself. And she's not afraid. She's not afraid. And when you tap into that, like, I remember I was going through stuff and the same period of just basically my whole life falling apart, my spiritual ego falling apart. And I remember feeling how happy God was to be me. How much she loved who I am and being who I am and how unique and special. And I've realized like God sees something in me that I don't even see yet. Yeah. And whenever I would start to feel bad about myself, I would say, you know, my higher self is really happy being me. Like so tickled to be in this incarnation, not just to be my soul, but to be Elena, mm-hmm. you know? And I think a lot of times we, we cling to, well, my soul is magnificent even if my humanness is broken, but it's not broken. It's an experience. 
it's an experience, it's an involvement, it's a curriculum, it's a lesson, it's, you know, it's all of these things. And there's always good that comes from it. But we have to be willing to sit with it and really let it teach us. And I think that's where I think society has done us a disservice. We don't let grief teach us. We don't let anger teach us. We see anger as power instead of I'm trying to think of a different word than teacher, but an experience, you know, an opener. We don't know how to really embody these negative quote unquote feelings in a way that's really powerful and affirming without being damaging. And we can only do that when we start to love ourselves because when we love ourselves, we don't have the desire or the need to punish ourselves or to punish other people. Because when we give ourselves the grace to say, I'm doing the best I can in this hot ass mess. I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> and you know what? I did better yesterday, but today I still did the best I could. When we don't give ourselves that grace, we can't give it to other people. We can't give to ourselves. We can't give to other people what we don't give to ourselves. That's the bottom line. Absolutely. And it feels with that we've kind of gone full circle in a way, starting out <clears throat> hot ass mess, coming back to hot ass mess. Before yes. we go, I'd like to ask you two questions. Number sure. one, if you were to boil down like your fundamental beliefs to its very essence, when it comes to the divine, what do you believe? Mm, that God's idea of perfect is very different from our own. And that God rejoices in what is because she knows the end result. And we just have to ha flow. That is like float on the currents of life. Flow with it. Be present. Mm -hmm. And then just be love. Be love. Love yourself. Start there. Start okay. there. I started my journey trying to love everybody but me to yep. prove that I was love. And it took tearing apart my life to finally yeah. say, okay, fine. I'll start to figure out how to love myself. I'll figure it out. <laughs> but, you know, I was telling a friend of mine, I said, you know, it's when you tell someone to love themselves who has no concept of that, yeah. you know, I, I had no concept of what it was to love myself. That's like telling somebody, that's like showing somebody the word iguana and yeah. then saying, this is an iguana that doesn't mean anything it doesn't have no point of reference you know and so I think what self-love when people say you got to love yourself you gotta love yourself well if someone has never seen that demonstrated and they don't know what that looks like they don't know what that is especially those who have come out like myself who've come out of narcissistic you know upbringing and the code codependency you don't know what that is and so it's really starting with the baby steps can I let this mess be okay? Can I just let it be okay? Okay, I can let it be okay. Can I just have compassion for myself? <sighs> okay. Can I just be okay with this? And then it grows, you know? And I'm a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. And so are you. And it's all beautiful. It's all beautiful. that rather than seeing, appreciating the work in progress, seeing yes. beauty in that, instead of thinking that there's something wrong, that we're not at some mythical, perfect destination already. Exactly. No 
you know, that that, that doesn't exist. It, just, it doesn't. Because our souls are ever evolving. God is ever evolving. And so there's always going to be some new level. You know, have you ever done that thing? You've manifested, waited for years and you finally manifested. And then within six months, you're like, okay, what's next? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's and cool. So, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's unhooking from that addiction to progress, not progress. I'm looking from the addiction to, uh, what is the word? Creating, you know, and seeing that every day you're creating and how I feel, not what's out here, but how I feel, you know, that was a, a really important download that came to me again today. The inner dictates the outer and we want to control the outer without having to do the work of controlling the inner. Oh, I love that. The inner, the outer. Yeah. That's one of the things I, I teach, preach, whatever as well. Just the idea that how we feel on the inside will ultimately influence what we see on the outside. So important. Yeah. I appreciate your time so much. If people wanted to connect with you, what's the best way for people to learn more and, and possibly even enjoy your incredible service? Uh, well, you can connect with me on Facebook or on Instagram. I'm um, at the Elena Love, A-L-A-Y-N-A-L-O-V-E, or my website, ElenaLove.com. Um, I currently am still enrolling for my group. So if you want to come in and join a really cool, fun group of ladies um, who we just love each other and we support one another, um, and, or if you want to work with me one-on-one, I literally hold your hand through your spiritual journey. I literally make myself available to you. You will hear kids crying. If you catch me on video, you'll probably see a kid, butt. but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Yep, that's life <laughs> right there. Yep, that is Keeping life. It real. <laughs> what I promise is that you will feel loved and you will feel supported and that I will be there every step of the way. And so it's my honor and my pleasure and my joy to do this work is my joy. Well, thank you so much for stepping into the role, for owning and embodying the whole idea of being an oracle of divine love and for spending and sharing your time with us here today. Your wisdom is amazing. You're so wonderful. So I feel the same way. I'm so grateful that we connected in the material because I know we've been connected in the spiritual forever. Yep. So thank you for having me. I have so loved this. So this is a beautiful thing you're doing. Any way I can support you, please let me know. Yeah. I appreciate that. I look forward to figuring out how we can play together in the future. That'll for be sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, you go All have right. a wonderful day and enjoy your new home. I'm thank so you so much. Your mountain thank view. You. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> My little mountain cabin. I'm so yep. excited. It's absolutely perfect for us. So it's all fun. All right. Love you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. And for everybody there in Dirt Road Divinity World, thank you for joining in with us. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Dirt Road Divinity. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please feel free to leave a review. Your reviews actually help other people find and listen to the podcast as well. You can also subscribe to the channel so that all future episodes are delivered directly to you. 
If you'd like to see the video versions of these conversations, head on over to YouTube and look for the channel Lisa Wade Alchemy. You can find the Dirt Road Divinity conversations there as well. Thanks so much for listening.